0: The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better.
1: Welcome back everybody to the Daily Sales Show where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm your host Adrian Saya and today we are here to speak on how to overcome the top pricing objections. The economy is a little wobbly everyone is kind of holding on to their chairs and pricing is coming up now more than ever so we're going to show you all how to overcome all those pesky objections so you guys are clear and ready to go to get those deals closed now i'd love to know where are you guys tuning in from throw it in the chat i'd love to see these we're usually worldwide and i would love to see your answers so let's see let me know and blow this chat up for me and make sure to switch over your chat so click that blue button and switch it to everyone that way we can all see your answers so i'm already seeing some coming in precious from chicago welcome precious great to have you alex from new jersey we got molly from kansas welcome guys it's a pleasure to have you here and let's get right into it now today i have the legendary marcus chan in the building hey marcus great to have you here what is up? Not
0: Legendary at all, just a regular guy who has messed up a lot of, a lot of objections. So I'm excited to talk about pricing objections and all things regarding closing to help you all make some more money.
1: All right. And if you guys aren't familiar with Marcus, he is the president and founder of the Venley Consulting Group. And he has tons of information on LinkedIn when it comes to sales. And you guys got to follow him, it's going to be very valuable. Now, Marcus, when it comes to objections, where do you find that most reps mess up? Mm. So I find
0: where most reps actually mess up is actually truly breaking down exactly what the real objection is. And it's kind of like if you're a doctor, if you hear just one or two symptoms and then prescribing a solution. And I find a lot of reps do the same thing where they hear an objection, usually it's a smokescreen objection. And instead of diving in deeper, truly uncover what it really is, they start responding and ultimately prescribing the wrong solution for that process, which leads to stalled deals, ghosted deals, and ultimately just not closing the
1: deal. All right. Well, hopefully all the information we give you guys today is going to make sure none of that happens. And we're going to show you how to overcome every objection you get sent your way. Now, of course, we have our drop of the day. We have a free guide for you all that I'm going to drop in the chat. It's showing you all how to identify sales triggers, So you know when your consumer is ready to buy. Brought to you by Owler. Be sure to check that out. It's free and could be very useful for you. And of course, before we begin, if you're looking to level up in 2023, we are here to help you with the Daily Sales Show and our membership with instant access to training and resources. The membership is designed for everyone such as yourself and full teams. So be sure to check it out, scan the QR code, or just check us out at sellbetter.xyz. So, what are we going to be covering before i get into this i want to know who is in the room do you have sdrs aes frontline managers maybe some senior leadership help me figure this out guys because it helps tailor the conversation If i'm seeing more sdrs i'm going to be asking sdr based questions senior leaders asking senior leader based questions so be sure to fill this out and let me know so we're going to be showing you all how to provide the most value possible A great framework that can be broken down into five steps to overcome any objection. And lastly, what to do when that pesky budget objection arises. Get you right over the hump and show you that and so much more. Now, Marcus, it looks like we have a lot of AEs in the room. Does that surprise you at all? Mm, I am not surprised at all. So I'm excited to, uh, to roll this out today. Fantastic. Now, when it comes to objections, one of the best ways to actually get over them is to make sure that you're just prepared. And one of those is to provide a lot of value. Can you tell me about this? You had this 10X value rule. Would love to learn more about it. Let me know. What is it about? Awesome. So first off, if you don't have a screenshot, you screenshot
0: this ASAP. So you can have you can burn this into your mind about exactly what this is all about. But ultimately, um, when you think about this, um, I'm a firm believer the 10X rule is simply this. If you are able to identify and showcase 10X value to the price point, your chances of closing are significantly higher. So for example, if you were selling a $10,000 solution, that means 10X value is $100,000 in value. Now, to be really, really clear, what does that perceived value actually mean? It means a few things. So number one, it means you uncover exactly what their wants and needs are, and they, they, they agree with you 100%. Number two, they clearly see a return on investment. So meaning they put money in, they make money back with the solution. And then last but not least, they also perceive or they understand the cost of an action is far greater than not taking action and also the opportunity cost. So when you add those all up together, it's 10 times the total value. And when you understand that to be the case, that means, as you can, as you know, your discovery process is so critical because you uncover all the things in the discovery phase in the process, and then you're able to showcase in your demo or solution how the value far exceeds everything else and the higher up you are on the left side perceived value, the greater your chances of the win rate. So for example, even if it applies in your own situation, if you were gonna spend, let's call it even $100, if you perceive the value to be $100, are you willing to spend $100? Well, maybe, maybe not. What if you perceive what you're buying is $200 in value? Would you buy it then for $100? Maybe. How about if it was worth $500 to you? What if it was worth a th- a, you know a thousand dollars to you or ten thousand dollars to you when you start seeing it it's incremental across the board like that the more value you can perceive the more likely you are to buy it and i think the example that you and i were talking about before we were just talking about disneyland right we're not <laughs> about disneyland i mean when you think about disneyland you go get a hot dog there it's like a twenty dollar hot dog okay now if you were making hot dog at home it would cost you like a dollar two dollars maybe maybe three dollars depending where if you're in a really expensive cost of living state or you know country but at Disneyland, you'll you'll pay literally like 5, 10, even potentially twenty times more because of where you at, because of that logo, because of the value perceiving there. Because it's it's far more value for you to eat it there than anywhere else. So you if you understand that to be the case, how can you introduce more value in your process to lead to an easier close
1: on the back end? I see. Now that was well put. It's obviously when you get more perceived value, you're more willing to just accept any kind of price that the person brings to you. You're like, wow, you just mentioned all this and you gave it to me. I'm definitely buying that. But how can you actually decide what value is? I feel like a lot of our audience may struggle with that because it gets told all the time, just throw value at them. They got it. But what exactly is that? And how can you identify it? Really, really great question. So
0: a lot of it goes back into uncovering things in the discovery process. So for example, here, um, I have a power, a framework I call the powerful framework. If you uncover these powerful elements and things aren't binary, it's not, it's not either you got it or not. It's a scale of one to 10, 10, look like you absolutely nailed it. So P pain, did you uncover a level 10 pain? Meaning they don't take action. Oh man, this is really, really bad, right? How about, oh, opportunity cost. In fact, if a year goes by, nothing changes, what happens? Is the impact so great? It's 10 times the pain. Right, really, really important. W, wants, needs, and desires. Does it help them, D- does your solution help them achieve what they actually want from, it could be from a low level benefit to overall business objectives, really, really important. Executive level influence, resources, a fear, uh, fear of failure, uh, uncooled trust, and, and, and the specification of little things. So if you can cover those things upfront in the discovery process, it leads to a higher level of value. Now, to go in more detail, what you uncover now in the discovery process how are you then ultimately tying that in your demo? That's really, really important. So for example, often when we're in the demo, when we're presenting things, we, we, go, we get on a, um, almost like a, uh, you know, a soapbox, and we have all these things we wanna showcase to the prospect. But the reality is you might have like 20 different things you wanna show them, but they may only truly care about one or two of those things. So you have to uncover in your discovery, what's the most important things that leads to them uh, getting that, that 10 X type of value. So your discovery tells you what to show them. So I want you to imagine it's kind of like if you are, um, if the person is a vegan and you try to present the mistakes, they're not going to want it. Right? So you have to uncover what's really most important to them and then actually show them just those things. It's not about showing more, it's about showing the right things, but more importantly, it's not just showing how it helps them achieve a certain level of benefit. How's it tied to the overall business objectives initiatives? That's really, really important. So mistakes some people make is they, they tie to a very short term gain. So for example, let's just say if you work for, uh, let's say you work for Zendesk and you sell obviously, your customer service solution and you're like, Hey, so if you, if you go with Zendesk, like you can have like this manage inbox and it's really easy and it'll save you time and you won't lose support tickets. Okay. That's neat. That's interesting. That's really useful for probably customer success manager, maybe a director of customer success. But what about the economic buyer, the ultimate decision maker? How will it help them? Yes, it makes their employee's lives easier, but how will it help them? Now, let's say, for example, in discovery phase, you uncover that their ultimate big goal is to actually retain their customers and have a 95% retention rate for the customers. Interesting. And if they do that, it's going to lead to, let's call an extra 3 million a year. Hmm. So now when you demo a solution, hey, so we have a unified inbox here where you'll never lose support to, to make your job easier as customer success manager. More importantly, though, it'll help you retain 95% of your customers, which will lead to an extra two, three million a year in pure profit. Wow. So you can see how powerful that can be. That's pure value now, but you, you, you're not able to
1: state these things unless you're able to uncover in the discovery phase. I see. I love that. Really placing a lot of emphasis on that discovery piece so that you can then rephrase it into a form of value that can benefit them for the long term. Love that. Guys, put a one in the chat if you guys want to start implementing a very similar process into your demos, into your calls. I know this can be very useful and can really change the game for you. So how does this actually tie into objections as a whole? You provide the value. It definitely provides a great opportunity for you to give a price pitch. But how does it improve with all objections? Mm. So one of the cool parts is like um
0: I, I imagine it's uh if you ever played this is kind of kind of old school, maybe it's a maybe it's, it's not appropriate, but you can tell me you can stop me if you want. But <laughs> if you if you ever played any of those like first person shooter games, right? So back in the day, I played a game called Wolfenstein. And when you, you start off, you don't have any weapons, you don't have any ammunition. All you have is like a fist. It's like a punching fist, it's like a knife, right? And you're going around and you are you are, you know, you're you know, you're, you're find all the bad guys, right? As you go around, you're actually collecting ammunition. You're collecting, you're collecting weapons, you're collecting ammunition. You're collecting all these things that are gonna help you ultimately win the battle, win the war. So when you think about objections, it's kind of very similar. When you ask those questions upfront, you are gathering up the ammunition that you need potentially down the road. You may not need those things, but if you do need it for your response to handle the, actually their objection, to remind them what they told you already, it's really powerful. Because one of the most important things you can actually say to them once you run through the framework we gonna show you, the most most important things you can say is, "Hey, you told me this. Hey, remember how you told me this is important to you? That's one of the most important things you can do because it shows you are listening. But more, no, more importantly, it's what they said, not you. So when you can, if you are proactive up front, you gather all the right ammunition, all the things you need. You're like a uh, a boy scout or a girl scout, gather all of the things you need. Then you get to the very end. If you have, if
1: you need any of those things you gathered, you can utilize it to actually overcome their actual objection if you need it. That's fantastic and it makes a lot of sense. It's just basically ammunition in your back pocket. that You can take out and be like, hey, you said this (laughs) Mm -hmm. and when you have your prospect's own words, it's very powerful. Love to hear that. Now, before we get into this method, I want to know from our audience, do you guys struggle with overcoming objections? We're all on this show for a reason, but I want to know, is this really a big pain point for you? Is it a simple yes or no question for you? Love to hear from our audience let us know what your thoughts are. So while we're getting those answers, Marcus, you did mention a framework that works really well, and it's called the heart method. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about this? Why is it called the heart method? What does it stand for? Yeah. So
0: it's really, really simple, right? So this is a framework that works really, really powerful for handling really any objection, right? Whether it's pricing, think about it, talk to somebody else, whatever, it doesn't really matter, right? So this, th- if you think about this framework, anytime someone gives you an objection, if you can start with this framework, this will allow you to be able to feel what's, what's what the real objection is, and then ultimately overcome it, all right? So it breaks down to really five simple things, which is hard. So H, heard, make them feel heard, which I'll, I'll talk about in a second. Uh, e, elaborate, get them elaborate what's really on their mind. Uh, a, aside from the objection, is there anything else? So making sure there's no other objection aside from what they're telling you. Reclarify by getting to resell you on why your solution is the best, and then we'll go to T transition to a close.
1: Love that, and it's very straightforward. Now you says like elaborate aside. What exactly does that mean? Because I'm hearing them right. I can I can hear like, take it all in, but what do they mean by elaborate and aside? Could you break that mm-hmm. down for me? Absolutely. Right. So, um, I'm going to go step by step because people
0: walk away, they can, they can, um, be able to implement literally right after they, they watch this. Right. So even with H make them feel heard. It's really simple. Hey, I I can totally appreciate that. That's it. Or totally. I I'm glad you share that. It's very simple. It's a little bit of empathy. It's all it is. Okay. Now E for elaborate. So, uh, I would say this is the most important part of objection handling, which is we want, we want to get them to elaborate what's really on their mind. So a lot of times what's up happening is we hear an objection like, oh, this is out of our budget. Oh, this price is too high. Oh, whatever. And we start like responding very quickly. Well, here's why there's so much, here's why we're worth it because of this, this, and this, and this, this. Or even if they did a good job on discovery, they say, well, hey, early you told me this, this, and this, and this. What happens is if you start diving in too deep, it feels like it's like a back and forth. They're like, well, they can start almost arguing with you. Well, it's also because of this and that. And you go back and forth. It's like a boxing match. That's very combative. We don't want that. So instead, we want to reduce and neutralize sales resistance, and we want to open them up to have a deeper conversation. But more importantly, we want to uncover what's really on their mind. We want to imagine that objection is like an onion, and we'll peel the layers of the onion to get to the real root of the onion. If we don't know what it is, we're going to overcome the wrong objection. All right. So here's how you actually do it. to to elaborate it. So it might sound something like let's just say for example they say. Um, so that's more expensive than you thought. I thought it's, it's two times the price. Oh, it's two times the price. Okay, got it. So I can could, I could totally appreciate that. Now we're going to elaborate. Can you, can you tell me a little more? What do you mean? That's it. Stop talking. You don't need to say, can you tell me mo- a little more? What do you mean? Do you not see the value? Do you think we're not getting, do you, you're not getting enough of this or that? Or are you just happy to compete? No, 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 no. Keep it really simple. Hey, mm-hmm. so t- tell me a little more. What do you mean by that? Right? that's, that's a good that's a good frame right there right or hey can you uh, can you tell me a little more about that? can you elaborate on X so that's you start getting to elaborate now what you want to do is go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper so you you need them to pause and like really think because a lot of times human be humans as 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 humans instinctually will say objections without having a full understanding of what the objection is. so it's kind of like if you ever go shopping somewhere, you might be looking to buy clothes. You walk into the store. Salesperson says, "Hey, can I help you?" You're like, "Oh no, I'm good." Even though you went there to buy something, right? Mm-hmm. So that you, you're not actually good. You actually are looking for something, but you're, you're you got uncomfortable because of the tension. So it's the same thing. So we want want to make them pause and think, "Hey, so I could I could appreciate that." Tell me a little more about that. What do you mean? And then whatever they say, go a little bit deeper. Go a little deeper. Go a little bit deeper. Really understand what that means because when you, if they say, let's just say if they say it's two x the price. What does it actually mean? Right? In comparison to what? Like what they're currently doing? What does it actually mean? Have them them tell you and verbalize it. And you want them to verbalize it with you. And you want to actually spend the most amount of time right here. So it's almost like if you could take the E and you could do like the exponential sign to the 10th power, that's what you want to do. Go like super deep. So you understand. So you're able to say, so if I understand you right, X is the objection. Is that correct? Right? So. Let's just say, for example, they say, well, here's the thing. My boss only gave me um, a uh, a $50,000 budget and you're $100,000 and then we're not able to go beyond that. Hmm. I can totally appreciate this. So if I understand you right, it sounds like your boss gave you a $50,000 budget and this is obviously double. So now we have to justify the extra budget. Is that right? Got it. Cool. You might want to go deeper if you want. Hey, tell me a little more about that. If it was up to you, would you be able to justify that budget? If they were on this call right now with us, what would you say? If they gave that objection, what would you do right now? So you start getting them to start elaborate more and more and more, right? So once you uncover what it is, right? Then we want to do A aside. We want to make sure there's no other objections because the mistakes some people make is they overcome that objection. And then they say, well, here's another objection. They punch you in the face with something else. And they do the same thing. You're like, I, I, can, I can appreciate that. You elaborate. And then they, they overcome it and then they punch you against something else. So you want to say, hey, so so if I understand, right, so really we need to be able to uh, show your boss that it's worth $100,000. You believe it's worth 100000 but we need to build a business case to show your boss that. Is that correct? Yes. Hey, so aside from that, is there any other reason? No. So there's nothing else that's holding you back from me. 100% certain that's exactly what you need to grow your business $3 million. Is that right? Nothing else I need. Cool. So we're just making sure there's no other objection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, then we go into the R and this is a really, really, really ninja move. And you have to obviously read your prospect. If you do it wrong, it's gonna come off funny, but you want to get them to reclarify value. So meaning in this point, you now need them to sell themselves even deeper. Right. And what you're doing here is you're, you're teaching them how to verbalize what's in their mind. So it sounds something like this. Hey, so I, I totally get that. I'm really glad you shared that, Adrian. So remind me again, what did you like most about our solution we discussed? That's it. Stop talking. What did you like most? Let them start telling you. Well, hey, so I love the Unify in inbox. It's really easy. Uh, we'll never lose support tickets. We're gonna it'll make the lives of my customer service more efficient. We're gonna save at least five hours a week per rep. Uh, we're gonna have happier customers while faster turnaround time. We're gonna make up to three million no problem. Blah 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 blah. I love your testimony, I love your case. I love you. Get home. Before you know it, they might be like, Oh man. Let's go. Right? So that's really powerful. But what happens is if they are the economic buyer, this will get them to sell themselves at that point. Right? Cause that's a very easy transition to close. Or if they're a secondary decision maker, like a technical buyer, they can't say yes, but they can say no, then ultimately you're you're coaching them on how to verbalize their thoughts into words. So when they speak to the decision maker, they can say it properly and they're going through a practice run with you. Okay. Then you go in a T, transition to a close, which is then you actually overcome the objection if you need to, right? And then you pull back the ammunition from what you learned earlier to overcome it. So I kind of elaborate a little bit, but I want to make sure people walk away from this call, knowing exactly
1: what to do to overcome objections. That is super powerful. And I think that breakdown is exactly what we needed. Now, you mentioned a technical buyer and an economic buyer. What is the difference between the two and how can you identify them? Great
0: question. So, um, uh, the, so, this the, this framework between the, the buy, influencer stakeholders, I, it's based off Miller, Hyman, strategic selling. Okay? So, with Miller, Hyman, strategic selling, they break into really four types of buyer types. And um, and usually, um, it's and you all, some, some of them have multiple, multiple of the same stakeholders. So, for example, the economic buyer is a person that can say yes when everyone else says no. Mm. I'm going to say it again. They're a person that can say yes when everyone else says no. They can also say no. When everyone else says yes, so let's just say, for example, let's just say, if the, if if you're talking to a bunch of stakeholders, they're like, they're all they're all gung ho. They say we need to run it by Adrian, you know. But uh, but but I sign. I market sign, but I say run it by Adrian. I'm sure everyone's heard of that, right? And then team goes to talks to Adrian. Adrian says, actually, that budget of 50k we had for this uh, customer ticketing software, instead, we're going to move it to the sales team instead, and we're going to invest in X instead. Mm. so they can completely change a budget but more importantly they can access more funds let's just say they have zero budget but they see so they see 10x value following what i mentioned before oh interesting Mm. so we all see we see tax value we see this this is well worth the hundred thousand dollars interesting okay tell you what uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, trim some costs here here and here and bring it over here or we're gonna go raise capital or we're gonna get sba loan or we're gonna find other ways to access capital or we're gonna run a promo a cash promo So the economic buyer ultimately can completely change strategy of the deal. So this is the true decision maker, right? And some people say, well, Marcus, hey, so like, but it's like a board of directors. I get that, totally get that. But I guarantee you if the board of directors on the board of directors, there's always one person who has the most clout, Mm -hmm. they have the most influence. They are the person that people look to when things are like equal, right? So who's that person? That's the economic buyer, okay? Then you have the technical buyer. The technical buyer, they can't say yes to you, but they could say no. Meaning they're usually one evaluating well, your solution, what's going on. They're talking to all types of people, right? And ultimately at that point, like what's gonna happen is like they they, they say, they they, they, they they act like they're a decision maker, but they're not. They got run by somebody else. They actually might even might sign, they might even sign the sign. right? so this is why it's important so usually like if you, if you ever get inbound leads for like people that like they opt in for a demo or whatever those are almost always technical buyers like they're, they're people who are evaluating solutions and they're going to bring something to the decision to the economic buyer to make a decision right then you also have a user buyer and also a coach as well those are also really key to understand but the biggest one to understand from this call this conversation today is the technical buyer and economic buyer and if you can not always do your best to meet the economic buyers and again don't be fooled by the term economic so it's not always like purchasing or cfo it just every you have to uncover that in your process so that's why discovery phase is so critical to uncover
1: how they make decisions and why they make decisions a certain way all right perfect i think that's a very good understanding in separating the two because there's no point in going so deep into the layers when they're not even the economic buyer it's good enough so that you can get to the point where you're secure with them and be like hey would love an intro too to get to that economic buyer it's extremely important now we have a little time here to just go over a quick objection so I want to know what do you do when you get this objection here which is your competitor is less expensive and I'm already seeing here that over 84 percent of our audience does have a hard time tackling objections I would love for you guys to know in the chat Throw it in there. What is your worst objection that you encounter? You're like, I'm stuck. Don't know. <laughs> if we have some time left, I would love to go over it. But in the meantime, Marcus, how do you overcome this one? Your competitor is less expensive. Mm. Now, instinctually, I'm sure majority of people, and I'll say
0: myself normally are instincts like, oh, oh crap, right? It's like, oh crap feeling. So this is why you want to divert back to frameworks. So we go back to the hard framework. Hey, yeah, I can totally appreciate that. Going to eat. Elaborate. Can you tell me a little more about what you mean? And let them tell you. Like let them tell you exactly what's on their mind. Let them explain it. Oh, um, you know, like yeah, you're a hundred thousand dollars. The the competitor is like seventy thousand dollars. So it's like thirty thousand dollars. It's really hard to justify to pay an extra thirty thousand dollars. Got it. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, it's like it's like it's, it's it's company acts and blah 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 blah. Let, let them just tell you. Give in the library. Maybe that's that's legit. Let's just assume it's legit here. All right, cool. So, hey, aside from us being a little more expensive, is there any other reason you, you don't see us partnering together? Aside, right? Same thing. And then reclarify by, hey, so remind me again, what did you like most about what we discussed today? Or, or this, this course? So now at this point, let them tell you, because now it's like, I like this. I like this. I like this. this may give you the ammunition you need for that transition to a close, right? Because they're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll, i i you know, I, I like your solution because it's easier to use Well, easier adoption, you know, it's going to be, it's, 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 I like you a lot more. I like the support in the back end. Um, I like, uh, I like the other, like, you know, X, Y, Z benefits that we don't get with the other company, et cetera. Okay. Got it. So with that being said, I mean, it sounds like it's a no brainer, should we just get you going? You might not even need to overcome the objection. You might be like, oh, yeah. Or, well, you know, uh, just, I uh, uh, just, oh, it, it's hard for me to justify it still. Got it. So at that point, now you transition to close by actually overcoming it, right? So you're, you're, how you overcome is going to be 100% dependent on what you uncover up front. So let's just say, for example, let's just say if it's, you know, we're talking to like a, a CEO, right? Hey, so, so remember, Adrian, how you mentioned earlier that your goal is get to a 95 percent retention rate of your customers yes cool so and you remember how the reason it's important to you is because when you're able to do so it's gonna help you grow an extra 3 million to, to bottom line profit is that right yes cool hey so with that being said like that's my number one goal here as you can see now by literally hundreds of case study use cases from people exactly just like you we've been able to do that and as a result that's why we do charge more because we have a higher success rate so for you, are you willing to gamble $3 million to try to save $30,000? Boom. That's it. Stop talking. Okay. So that's how you that's how you do, but again, your, your your transition to a close is 100% dependent on what you can cover up front, <laughs> right? If you don't cover, I cover up front, it,
1: it's, you don't really have much to work off of. All right. I love that. Very smooth. And how you get them to essentially sell themselves is so right. powerful. Now we have time here for one question from the Q&A. And before I do, Marcus, where can the people find you? Mm, so you can find me over, um, LinkedIn's really easy to look at, look at Marcus,
0: right? Uh, you can get my, my Wall Street Journal bestselling book. You can get it for free by heading to, actually, I'll drop in the chat for you all. So you can get a copy of that as well. You can go to otherclotheswithshannon.com
1: uh, or just head right there and it'll redirect you as well. Very easy, Bentley.co.com for such book. But that's where you can find me, yeah. Fantastic. Now, I'm seeing here in the chat, which makes for a great question, which is an objection here with the two minutes we got left. Mm-hmm. Lauren asked... I get the objection, send a proposal, I need to present this to the owner. And the owner's unwilling to join the call meeting and needs to count on the champion. But clearly, they're not the economic buyer. What should I do? Mm, okay. So if the, ch- if, the, if the
0: champion, I'm sorry, if they send a proposal to the to the champion, is that right? Yeah. So send a proposal, I need to present this to the owner. Okay, cool. So first off, real 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 life, that's going to happen. They're going to say, there's no way you cannot talk to the ultimate the economic buyer. That is going to happen. Right? So you always always do your best. So assuming you tried your best already, and they're still say I said proposal to to me. Hey, no worries. Uh, we could definitely make that happen. I totally get that. So let's let's do this then. Cause I want to make sure I answer all your questions as well, get, you, get completely covered for you too. Do you some time this coming Friday at eight? We'll go with proposals together, take a few minutes, answer any questions you have, and set you up to look really successful in front of your owner. Is that cool? Boom. Stop talking. So you want to set up a call. To go over the proposal with them, right? And then once you're actually, that's part one. Part two, when you're on that call, right? You need to make sure every objection is completely eliminated. Right? So for example, here's how you can kind of frame up. Let's say you present everything like, okay, cool, sounds good. Let me talk to the owner, then I'll get back to you. Like, all right, sure, I'm sure they will. So before you wrap the call up, say it's very simple. So, Adrian, let's assume that your boss, John's on here, is on the call. And John says, Adrian, I 1% believe in you, it's, it's your decision, you do what's best for our business. What would you say right now? Get them to commit, let them tell you. Are there, are there wishy-washy? Well, you know, I don't know if it means it's my, but it's not my company. Totally get that, Adrian, totally get that. So let's just assume he says that it's your company, what would you say, what would you do? It was up to you and only you. This is really important because remember, if they're not confident with you, do you think they'll be confident with their boss later on? Mm. No way. They're not going to be. They're not going to be. So you need to walk them through. So they're like hundred percent. We're nails. We got this. I, I want it. It's cool. So what if John says no? What, what are you going to say? What objections will John have? How will you overcome that? What will you say if he says that? So we're going to coach him through this conversation. So that way you are the highest likelihood of success. Right? And then of course, step three is that you set oh, a follow-up meeting after the conversation they're going to have with their boss as well. So they're multi to this, but this increases your win rate as, as a result. takes a little more work up front, but
1: can be done if you do the right work up front. Fantastic. That was phenomenal. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Make sure to provide the value. Use the heart method to overcome any kind of objection. And lastly, understand that if you have a champion, be sure to coach them through the process so that you can definitely get to success. Thank you so much for joining us here, Marcus. This has been a fantastic conversation. And thank you to everyone who attended. Love to have you all here. And we will catch you all on the next one. See you later.